Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. It is the morning in Neverwinter, and the Heralds have finished up a visit to the Magical Academy. There they have secured some assistance from a few of the professors there in their preparations to confront a Yugoloth that wants to prevent Travancore from completing a personal mission to destroy an amulet and free his family from a contract with the devil. They have discovered information about the creature, found a safe place to have the battle, and Jonathan has secured an incredibly powerful spell to use during the fight. But time is running out, as already Travancore is starting to suffer under the Gies spell that he has been subjected to. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Oboe. I have cranberry juice and vodka. I'm being healthy. Travancore, what are you drinking? <laughs> Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is Prophecy Rosé. This has been sitting in my fridge for at least a month, and after a while, I think to myself, you know, even bad wine, like, deserves to be a second chance or a second look at it. I didn't enjoy it the first time I had it. It is very dry, but I thought to myself, even if I drink it and I don't like it, at least it's out of my fridge and I don't have to look at it anymore. So there's that. Jack, we are only three weeks into this. <laughs> this isn't even the end of week three. It's not. And you're it's... already like, you know what? Bad alcohol is still alcohol. Well, it's not bad necessarily. It's just maybe there are different notes and subtleties and things. I can chew on it a little bit and get a, a sense of what the taste is and find things I can enjoy about it because it beats going out and getting more, at least at this point. That's This true. is true. This is all true. Well, Bernie, what are you drinking? I'm drinking something that I love and enjoy. This is the last of the beer order we had from Dominion City Brewery, and I've had it on here before. I love it because it's got this, like, very mid-century design to the can. It's called Town & Country Blonde Ale, and as you guys know, I love a blonde ale. And I'll show mm. you, and then I'll put it in our Insta. Isn't it oh, cute? Wow. That's a very nice can. Those are like hobo runes a little bit. Yeah. And they're, uh, so in case you didn't know, Dominion City is uh, doing delivery I think they're also still doing pickup. So if you're in Ottawa and you want a good beer, I recommend going on their website and uh, selecting your delivery option. And of course, I'm drinking it in my giant stein. Aww. Which I love so much. I, I should drink out of that more often, but I'm I'm apparently a bad friend. Carlton, what are you drinking? I am uh, drinking a strawberry milkshake from Mighty Fine Burgers here in Austin. Katie and I, uh, during this, eat, like, we don't eat out as much as we used to because social isolation, but we still want to be able to support local businesses that are also in trying times. So, got a milkshake. Also, my uh, sink decided to shit the bed and got clogged. So, I'm like, well, I don't have time to make dinner now. So, we're just going to grab burgers. <laughs> also, milkshakes. Yay, milkshakes. Also it is local. a mighty fine milkshake. Yeah. And finally, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular, and tonight I am once again on that White Claw. I've got the Raspberry White Claw. It's fine. It's hard seltzer. Does the job. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but what's more than fine is this here shot of Fireball. I will consume it upon the casting of the spell Fireball 
or the equivalent spell level thereof. Usually this gets dedicated to a single person, sometimes uh, an organization. Today we're dedicating it to an idea. And more, it's actually a bit more tangible than that, an idea that manifests in your local eatery. Yes, this is weird times we're living in. This is fucking strange. And there's a way that we can help each other out. We can help our communities by going out and getting carry out from our local eateries. The the little place down the way that, that you love, it's it's running on hard times right now. And what we can do, the best thing that we can do is call them up, order dinner, go out and get it. Obviously, there are concerns, but hey, you know, food is shouldn't be one of them. If you're really worried about it, the recommendation is once you get home, you transfer the food that you're eating into containers that have already been in home. And that's really all you have to do. As long as it's contactless, you know, curbside pickup, that kind of thing, that is what we should be doing to help out. So this shot of fireball is for all of our local eateries, you know, we're doing our best to try and uh, support you guys, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you all on the other side. Jonathan, do you have a place in Oklahoma you'd recommend? In Oklahoma, well, uh, there's a couple of places. I can say in Norman, there is O's uh, Asian Fusion that is really, really good. There's Othello's down uh, in Campus Corner. They also have an Edmond location. I highly recommend those places. And not to plug a friend's restaurant or anything, but uh, Othello's does have a special right now that uh, if you check them out on their Facebook or website, they they will be more than happy to tell you about their Build a Pasta special uh, that they run this week. Yeah, those are those are a couple places that that I happen to love and uh, will definitely be calling up and and uh, getting some grub from them. I like that plan. You know, you also enjoyed a local, well, not re- really a restaurant, but. As a couple of you were finishing up at the Neverwinter Academy, some of you got a whole bunch of churros. And I'm going to count that as takeout in Neverwinter, because why not? You have all met back up after finishing up with some meetings in the morning. It is early afternoon on... Oh, shit. I've lost the day. What day is it? It is Alterac 24. In my head, it was Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd have to pull out the calendar to see what what actual day of the week that is. But you do know by this evening, if not by tomorrow for sure, the area that is the training grounds that you're going to potentially have your fight in uh, will be available to you. But you do have the rest of the afternoon and the evening. What would you like to do next? Can Jonathan... The Magimuscular. Not to confuse him with any to, other. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed not, not to, to, you know. Not to confuse him with the mundane muscular. Jonathan, the local paladin, who I'm mm. sure yeah. is a thing. He is now. He wants to slip into, oh, wait, no, we have fighting to do, right? We're still doing that? Yeah, we got our uh, luchador match tonight. I was going to go copy a spell. How long do I have? This is more of a late night thing, right? Well, we're not fighting until tonight. Yeah, this is like. Okay. You know, Hold like, on. Until, what spell? Well, the thing is, we can't we, we can't talk about it. So, Jonathan the Metromuscular has been wanting to ca- to get a spell into his spell book for a while, and it is something that will, I think, will be really handy. And considering the last fight we had, well, actually, I think that fight may have been in our minds. Anyway, Jonathan the Metromuscular plays out a lot of scenarios in his head. 
there's a spell that I need that allows for instantaneous travel into and out of trouble. And I think it would be really handy tomorrow. I, it's a low-level spell, so I think if I run to the library now, I might be able to go copy it into my spell book. I don't know, though. Yeah, I'm going to go try and do that. And Jonathan the Magimuscular runs off. Okay. Jonathan the Magimuscular has run off. Do you follow him? Or is there anything else any of you would like to do? Books are for nerds. Uh, so, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Trevor, never having had the college experience, wants to find a, cla- a, cl- a lecture he can audit, like actually sit in and listen to. Okay. <laughs> Bernie, when Travancore says that out loud, I assume standing at the office as Jonathan has just pushed down the hallway, uh, yeah. maybe demonstrating he doesn't need that spell in the first place. <laughs> Bernie's going to look at Carlton and go, mm, books are for nerds right now. Carlton, what do you want to do? And she's going to let you go find that lecture. <laughs> I've never been in Neverwinter, so I say, why don't we ask the locals what would be something cool to do in Neverwinter if we got a few hours? I would like to see the sites before we die. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, when's the next time we're going to be in Neverwinter? Tomorrow? Never. I mean, technically tomorrow. We'll be here tomorrow. But we got plans tomorrow. So let's go see the sights. Okay. Let's go in order here. Jonathan, uh, you take a a running trip down to the library where you will meet up with... Where is she? The head librarian. Hesswise. You will meet up with the um, the gnomish head librarian who, when you enter the library, it's it's this old, comfy, familiar place. It is completely different than the silent library that used to at the Amethyst Acropolis, which is very sterile and professional. This is your local college library. You do see multiple students in singles and in pairs all over the place, quietly reading, studying. You do know that there is some capability for spellbook copying towards the back. You do have to provide all the necessary materials and components. And Professor Chlorana is seated in the center of this very large library. It's it's a it's a two-story building, but it's not two stories. It's just got the raised roof and the giant scroll cases and bookshelves along the sides with all the big giant ladders and everything. And in the very center of this this room, essentially, this giant library room, is a round desk that is Professor Clorana's desk, apparently. What spell are you looking for? Misty Step. Okay. I believe that should be available. This pause in the plate time is brought to you by your local restaurant. She does have it available. It is it is available to you. I know you get a discount off of well, th- that's evocation spells, right? This, this would be a conjuration, so it's going to be full, okay, full price, full time. Okay, and how long is that? Two hours a level, so four hours. Okay, you think you could get this done before you're supposed to meet up with everybody for because you're you are supposed to meet up with Cleo Boulder down for dinner, and uh, they were going to get you some some help with not being scried upon anymore if you started right away and just churned through this you think you could get it done before dinner if before sundown i should say because she said sundown so all right you can go ahead and mark that off uh, and you will have misty step so just to pull back the curtain a little bit jonathan the Magimuscular muscular had after his night at the opera 111 gold and 
for those wizards out there, <laughs> copying a second level spell at full price into your spell book, you now know, as well as I do, that he now has 11 gold. All right. <laughs> He's poor. We need like now. a job job. After we do all this existential crap we've been doing, we need like a job job. Yeah, you know, saving a nation from a curse and a ruling family from a from a horrible damnation. I mean, technically we could always check in on our earnings from the tavern in uh Ampel. I mean, technically we own it. We my family's just running it. Wow. Yeah, we're we're going to tell you what. Jonathan the Magimuscular well, he can't really he can't really express this. But Jonathan, the actual player, is saying that after after all this, we're gonna get a jobby job and make some coin. Yeah, we're gonna we need to do like we do good work. We just don't get paid for it. We get paid Listen, in, in reputation, exposure. which it's is better. Exposure bucks. No, no, no. I I would say what we get paid in is better than exposure. It, it's a little bit more tangible, and we've gotten some cool loot. But yeah, we do. We need to do something for the coin uh, suit. We are living in a in a medieval capitalist society. We definitely need some money. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, I I will I will shut up as other people have college experiences as I add misty step to my spellbook. <laughs> okay. So Jonathan is going to be hardcore taking notes. Travancore, you do know obviously you're in a college of magical study. There's quite a few lectures going on around you, and you think you could probably pop into one, especially one of the, the larger lecture halls. Is there a specific thing you're trying to find uh, a lecture on, or are you just looking for the first place that you can pop your head in and take a gander? Trevancore ordinarily would seek out something having to do with his predicament, but seeing as how he's been putting a lot of time into that, he could probably just use a break intellectually and emotionally. So he's just going to browse through and look for the, I mean, just wander into the first uh, lecture hall that he sees. Travancore's trying to take the fantasy equivalent of the history of rock and roll, which is a real class you can take at the University of North Carolina. <laughs> hey, listen. One of my favorite classes when I was in college ended up being a, a, it was a science fiction and fantasy course. And it was, it was an English course. And so we read uh, a whole bunch of books and we watched some movies and we read short stories and, and the whole nine yards, but they were just all science fiction and fantasy novels and books. And it was awesome. Uh, and the teacher was really, really good. And so while it sounded like fluff, it actually was was really, really good. Oh, this course is in high demand. It's fantastic, according to everyone who's taken it. It's just sounds. <laughs> I, I came very close to writing my thesis on the history of professional wrestling. I even interviewed a reporter who covers wrestling for the Philadelphia Daily News. That's very cool. That is what you need to be doing in your quarantine, Jack. Writing that history of professional wrestling? We that need this. I'll help you. I'll help you. What the... Well, for the moment, Travancore, I wrote a ten-page paper on Disney princesses one time. Whoa. I need you to roll me a d8. Okay. Here we go. Six. Six. All right. You walk in on a class on illusion magic. Ooh. And specifically, the professor up front, a a tall. It's an elven person. They're in a very militaristic outfit, although. They're moving with a grace that belies this this very form-fitting tunic and pants that they've got on. And they are casting a spell that you don't necessarily recognize all over the room as they are 
it sounds like what they're doing is explaining over and over again about the the somatic and verbal components involved in this spell. And it's it's almost like a rote lecture kind of thing in where this elf is describing what they're about to do, doing the motions in an exaggerated manner, saying the words in a in an almost like dictation and casting the spell. The spell immediately creates a magical mouth on top of whatever object this elf is casting on. And the mouth is then repeating the words of the spell that the this professor has cast. And all of the people in the room, there's about 20 in the room who are then as if participating in the lecture reciting back the words and scribbling notes into a variety of of books and in a way it's very much like it's it's less like a a study course it's less like a lecture and more like flashcards for magicians and also because there's a lot of repetition going on it's almost lulling in a comforting way. Uh, the words that are being used are very fluid, especially the the way that this professor is saying them. There's not a lot of harsh consonants. The movements are very fluid and languid even. And even the mouths that are then appearing on these objects and like on the chalkboard, mouth, on a desk, mouth, on a piece of paper, mouth, on a, a globe that's sitting nearby that's a globe of Toral, mouth. There's just mouths popping up everywhere. And once you get over the oddity of this, the the repetition, the movements, it's very repetitive and it's kind of soothing in a way. Uh, and Shadow curls up next to you and within about two minutes is asleep. <laughs> Roll me an intelligence check. There we go. Intelligence. That's just a straight d20. 13. You think you start to pick up a little bit of this spell. Oh. You think if you were to, to practice it a little bit more, you might be able to cast a magic mouth if you wanted to. It's going to take a little more practice. Uh, you might need a little help in getting some of the material components because they're not stuff that you normally use as a as either a druid or a ranger. But I think you're getting pretty close after hanging out, listening to all of this for, I'm going to say, like 45 minutes of repetition of this spell. Huh. Well, it's a goal for future Travancore. There you go. So at some point in the future, if you want to spend a little bit more time studying this spell, it is Magic Mouth. College is worth it. I get to check that forward exchange student box off. There you go. Meanwhile, over the next four hours, Bernie and Carlton want to go see the Neverwinter sites. How would you like to go about doing this? So Bernie knows that at every college there is an information desk for yes. when parents drop their children off to do orientation and then go do fun things. And so they're going to find the information desk and they are going to ask for a recommendation. And we're going to say that we just dropped our little brother off. Okay, go ahead. Well, and it's more like my little brother and your big brother, like the middle child, because he's going to be smaller than me, but bigger than you. Well, if you're talking about age, he's definitely the youngest. So it actually makes sense for both of you guys. Age, age, Carlton. I'm 42. I'm only 27. We're old. 
Travis, how old's Travancore? We never cover these things. Travancore's 40. Oh, see? My little brother, his older brother. I just got it backwards. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I wrote this. I, I'll peek behind the curtain here. I decided Bernie was 42 because that's the answer to life, the universe, and everything. That's a good number. <laughs> that's how I make my character. Isn't that still child for Gnome? <laughs> She's coming out of those difficult tweens. There you go. The person at the information desk is a tiefling, um, looks like a, a tiefling man in his mid to late 60s. Classic red tiefling skin with the horns, but you can see the horns are actually tipped in gray as though the, the skin and the horns are starting to fade a little bit. So he's less red, and more almost pink. Interesting. He's wearing a, a very flowing robe that looks like it was once very uh, form-fitting on him, but this, this gentleman in his older age has lost a little bit of weight, and it's, it's kind of voluminous on him. He's seated in this, this very plush chair. It, it kind of is the sense that maybe the information desk is manned by, like, retirees who are just looking to, to spend their time. Uh, and so he watches you come walking up. You say that you just dropped somebody off. And uh, what specifically do you ask about? Are you just looking for a general recommendation or are you looking for anything in specific? Something that's going to be engaging. Yet I know my older little sister here prefers historical things but i also don't want to be bored so something that's gonna be historical but not boring and like a good in an area that is good for snacks yes lots of snacks hmm oh well historical you could go on down oh you could see what's left of the big scar there's still a couple of Places and where you can look down deep into the earth and you can see all the layers of the, all the layers of everything, really. It, it's kind of neat. There's a lot of touristy stuff around there, so it's not the, not the cheapest place to go. But if you're looking for some good food and to be able to look out over the city, eh, Scar is the place to go. Where, where do the locals like to go? Also, does it cost money to gaze into the abyss of the scar? No, but if you want some of the best views, then you kind of have to go. Uh, there's a couple of restaurants around there that offer. Like, like private property? Uh, it's less private and more, oh, go come to our second story overlook of the scar. That kind of thing. So you get a really good meal and you get a really good view, but you're going to pay for it. Locals? Ah, well, there's always a bunch of really good taverns. Uh, there's always... Ah, it depends. Are you looking for... You said active? Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty active. We can... I was gonna say we move, and I was like, that... Sure, that's all I got for you. Bernie's like, I like moving, and I like eating, and I would prefer a place... The view is nice, and we could hike up there, but when it comes to eating, we'd like to go to a place that's good. Ah, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna spend your money on something, then you might as well. Uh, what do you got a preference for? What are you in the mood for? You know, have you ever had, and I know this is a thing that you can get back 
where I'm from, have you ever had a smoked meat sandwich? Do they have those here? Yeah, although it's a little hard to find in the middle of the winter. Oh, there's that place. Wait, I thought it was never winter here. Well, that's the, that's the <laughs> joke. Ah, ah, Bernie, ah, Bernie puts ah, a hand up on his hand. She goes, I am so sorry. I'm sure people make that joke to you all day, every day. And she looks at Carlton. She's like, do not. To people Listen. who have to be nice to you no matter what. No bits for tips. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I hear that joke about. A little less now, mostly at the beginning and the end of the semester when the parents come on by to pick up the kids. Everybody wants to make that joke, but it's okay. Listen, if you want a really good smoked meat sandwich, you're not going to want to go down by the Scar. You're going to want to go over by Blue Lake. And then there's a couple pretty good places over there, but I would say the best place down there by the Blue Lake, especially since uh, it's the middle of winter, you go to the popcorn place and you go feed the ducks. I like ducks. That sounds yeah. actually very relaxing. Do you think they have caramel corn? Oh, they got every kind of popcorn you can imagine. You go on down, uh, you're gonna, it's the only place there you'll smell it for a mile. Uh, it's, it's a big koi fish in the pond, and then all the ducks come, and they'll follow you around, and uh, it's it's adorable. You go down there, you'll have a lot of fun. And he, <gasps> if you're interested, he will give you directions. Yes. This yes. is going to be like the time I got to go to Papa Jack's and get a whole bunch of weird flavor popcorn. <laughs> so, all right. So he gives you directions. It's a little bit out of the way. And you find it is called the Butter Kissed Popcorn Company. And it is a, it looks like one of those places that was local and then became a tourist trap. So it's still really good, but it's got the the professionalism of, hey, during the tourist season, we know how to deal with the crowds and we know how to deal with all the people. But here in the middle of winter, in the middle of the day, when you get there, there's actually not that many people there. They've got all sorts. If, if you can imagine it, they can make it and put it on popcorn. And Blue Lake is, as it sounds, a giant lake in the middle of the Blue Lake District. And it is mostly iced over on the edges, but the middle is still open. And whatever popcorn you come out with, you are immediately surrounded by a couple dozen ducks who have all learned exactly how to be that level of cute and insistent in order to get popcorn without being annoying. Like, they are just the perfect distance away from you to not be threatening even though Bernie some of these ducks uh are probably swans and as big as you while others are you know smaller no one has any babies this at, at this time of year but yeah they're just that perfect distance away and where you get a nice look and they're adorable but uh the instant that popcorn is out of your fingers there and you see those those rows of sharp duck teeth that they have because duck have teeth and it's disturbing but they stay far enough away they don't even really notice that d20 dames is a storytelling podcast powered by D&D. every other week a group of adventuring ladies explore a fantasy world beheading or befriending monsters and punching creeps <laughs> 19 definitely hits yes our podcast is 100% written produced and played by women are you okay if I'm not actively looking for your siblings but I'm still with you oh yeah yeah it's just companionship I mean I'm not really expecting people to like 
delve into a dungeon for me or anything, but, uh... I would delve into a dungeon for you, Riot. And Rose? Um, Yes? I was rather mistaken about you. You don't have to be monstrous to be extraordinary. Hear new episodes every other Tuesday. Subscribe to D20 Dames now on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. I wish you had told me, though, because then I could have given you a gift. Oh, it's a... Oh, Carp, you know the only gift I want is your friendship. Misadventure awaits. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Beyond Heroes, and more. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the show, and thanks to the fine folks who make Idol Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on May 3rd at 8pm Pacific, so open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. Z-I-T-I-B-U-T-E-J-U-T-S So use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. Uh, What kind of popcorn do you get? I'm going to get the kind with dehydrated cheese powder on it. Okay. What kind of cheese? They've got several different cheeses to choose from. What are my options? Well, there's cheddar, and there's gouda, and there's Swiss, and there's marbled, and there's fluffernutter, and there's graveyard, and there's... Well, I mean, we could put it all on there, but then would you like some popcorn with your cheese? Tell you what. Do you have one of those big giant tins, and can you separate like like a pizza pie almost, like with like pieces of like paper or something, so that I get like every flavor in one big tin? Yeah, we've got those kind of gift, uh, the, the the gift packages, absolutely. And she pulls out a a giant tin that has the separators in it. That it's probably the size of Bernie, and it's got five different kinds of popcorn in there. And she's got ten different kinds of tins, each with five different kinds of popcorn. So there's 50 different kinds of popcorn? Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, these are the ones that we just have prepared up here that you can just grab. I'll grab one of each tin. Okay. It's going to be like two gold. I was going to say it's popcorn. It's not going to be, shouldn't be that expensive. No, but you're paying for the tin. (laughs) You're paying for the tins. Yeah. And all of the tins have scenes of Neverwinter, idyllic um, scenes, most of them overlooking the. Most of them either overlooking Neverwinter Castle or overlooking uh, like part of the city out into the ocean. And you can you can easily see that these are very idyllic painted scenes. Nothing like what you would actually recommend uh, what you would actually see in the city. And yeah, how long would you would you like to just spend the afternoon feeding the ducks and having a, a lovely little time? Bernie has not yet bought her popcorn. Oh, I'm sorry. What kind of popcorn would you like? Look, Lauren, we've been doing this for a few years now. And if I know anything, it's that when Carlton buys food, it's for Carlton. This is true. If Carlton buys five tins of popcorn, he maybe in his head says, I'm going to share these with my friends. And by the time he gets home, the popcorn is gone. (laughs) Or it is covered in pocket lint. 
I had assumed at least one of those tins was going into your hands, but I guess that was an assumption I shouldn't have made. Well, like, I, like they're handing me the ba- like each tin after I pay, and like I just open the bag of holding and just like set it in, set it in, set it in. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bernie, what, what popcorn would you like to get? So I'm just assuming they've got it if I can think it up, right? hundred percent, yes. fantasy popcorn works. Okay. This, this is how my game works. It's food. If you can imagine it, it's going to be there. So Bernie is going to get a classic caramel popcorn. because, And the kind of caramel popcorn that also has little caramel peanuts in it. Oh, sure. She's going to build her own tent. The other thing she wants is she wants a popcorn that is a rosemary parmesan popcorn. Friends, oh. if you have not made rosemary parmesan popcorn, make yourself some rosemary parmesan popcorn you put the rosemary the fresh rosemary in as you're popping the popcorn so that it infuses with the oil and then you put the parmesan on top it's delightful the other thing she's going to get is even though she has caramel corn she's also going to get some chicago mix if you haven't had chicago mix get some chicago mix into your life that's three she's going to get dill popcorn which is actually very good i don't and like just so you know it's uh, obviously in, in this world it's not called chicago mix it's called long saddle mix but it's essentially the same thing long saddle mix that's what she the quiz every no everybody knows what chicago mix is it raise your hand if you don't know what chicago mix is no we don't we all know okay, we all know on. what long saddle mix is i mean come on and bernie's like yeah i'm gonna get some long saddle and carlton's like i don't think i got any of that and it's the it's probably in one of the tins it's cheesy popcorn mixed with caramel popcorn, and it's salty and sweet, and it's so good, and now I need some fucking popcorn. Um, so she's also going to get, that caramel corn had a little bit of cayenne in it. The spice, spiced caramel corn is very good, so she's going to go ahead with that. And she's going to get dill popcorn, which is weird, but good, and way better than the dill-flavored chips they sell. And then <laughs> the last thing she's going to get is party popcorn, which is... Popcorn that's had chocolate that's been tempered, drizzled over the top in lots of fun colors with lots of sprinkles on top and sea salt. And she will also make sure she buys two of the sample tins, one for Travancore and one for Jonathan. And she's going to say, I, after I buy these, do you have like a permanent kind of ink that I can write some names on these? Well, yeah, if you look on the side and she uh, turns the tin around and you can see that in the scene on at, at the edge of it, there is actually a big blank space there in where she can uh, use a marker to write a name on there. Bernie's going to label the tins she bought. She's going to label her tin. She's going to label Jonathan's tin and she's going to label Travancore's tin. Holy shit, that is spider. Are you okay? Little spider. Oh, okay. Still had to die. Uh, yeah, Easily don't. That was like a CR, like, one-eighth spider there. That was a... Yes, way, but it's got intimidate. Ju- way Still under Julia's actual level. Still had what? to die. I just had to die before I had time to panic. Or go somewhere else. And yeah, then, absolutely. And then, so those are the tins for later, and she's just going to get a bag of Chicago mix to eat and feed the ducks. Sure. Yeah, because as as you are creating this tin, uh, especially the chocolate ones, you're uh, obviously told don't feed that to the ducks. She hands over all of these tins. For you, it's going to be it's a, like a gold and a silver because uh, Carlton broke the bank in a way with popcorn. They were and like, yeah, yes, you- thank you. We don't get this much business usually in the winter. No, this is this is uh, an off season for them. So they are more than happy. 
Now, do you have any popcorn from yesterday that we can feed to the ducks? Oh, yeah. Actually, that would be great. Any we can buy, obviously. But, like, just something plain that won't upset their stomachs. Oh, yeah. I'll throw in a couple little feeder bags and she, um, so that way you don't have to be pulling out of the tins because, like, Bernie, literally this tin, you would be holding it like you're, like, like, like waddling. That's the idea, friends. That popcorn's going to be gone before midnight. She's not wrestling. Yeah. Like, the tin is the size of your chest. Like, it's, it's like hugging you in tin form. And so they hand over two little bags of just plain, unsalted, unbuttered popcorn that you can feed to the ducks. The ducks are more than happy to follow you around. If you're adventurous enough to even go out onto the ice to get to some of the spots of Blue Lake that are available to uh, feed some of the koi, the koi in the pond are also the same way, where they're pretty much trained to follow you around and... They do that that weird thing that fish do when they're waiting to be fed and where they stick their mouths up to the top of the water and they, they, and it's, yeah, yeah, they're doing the fish version of begging and it's adorable and also a little creepy. And, and there's only one or two duck fights. Is the ice thick enough? Yeah, I'm going to say unless you want to do something really weird, it's very obvious where the thickness of the ice uh, is safe to go out on. You see a couple of other people, uh, looks like maybe some locals taking walks around the lake, and some of them have, have come out to do this a similar thing. So it's it's pretty obvious. This is a, a pretty nice lake, so it's pretty obvious where you need to go to stay safe. So, so yeah, unless there's anything else you'd like to do, I'm going to say the afternoon goes by. And the sun is starting to go down and Jonathan finishes his spell and you have just enough time before the sun goes down to get back to, to get back to, oh dear Lord, I can't remember the name of anything. The fist and the whatever? The fist and cheer? cheer. The temple of integrity. Uh, because you were going to meet up with Cleo just as the sun was going down. You're you're going to go back to, if you want to go back to the Fist and Cheer, you can. But she asked you, uh, they yeah. asked you to come by just before sundown. So right. yes. is there anything so, else anybody else would like them. to do? No, I think uh, Bernie and Carlton have a lovely afternoon feeding ducks and eating popcorn. Yes. Okay. Carl- Bernie is going to feed ducks and then she's going to throw popcorn. They're going to spend the afternoon perfecting Bernie throwing popcorn into Carlton's mouth. Oh. One for the duck, one for the Carlton. Were we going to check out the Proving Grounds at all, or is there time enough for that tomorrow? You need to be teleported there. That is a far enough distance that either it is... um, The the indication has been, especially from uh, Professor Wood, that that's not only outside the city, but like fairly far away outside the city. That's why it's a a pretty safe place for you to do this. So you wouldn't have time today. You do know it will be available to you by tonight, so if you did want to go out there tonight, you could. Uh, tomorrow's fine. Okay. You all meet up. wrestling match. <laughs> you yep. all meet back up at the Temple of Integrity. Ellie Belly is not there, but Cleo is. And they are happy to see you, but look a little bothered and worried. And as all of you come on in, they say, so here's the thing. I have good news and bad news. What do you want first? Bad news. Give, rip the band-aid off. Just rip bad it off. News. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan bad the Magic Muscular requests bad news. Rip the bandage off. Bad news. Okay. 
So I was able to get some of these. And she pulls out of a bag some amulets that most of you actually recognize because you've seen amulets of proof against detection and location before. You know a couple people who have had these. Travancore had one for a little while, in fact. She pulls out three of them. And she says, so that's the bad news. Ah. Aha. So I called in a whole bunch of favors and I asked around and I talked to the people that I could and I was able to get three. The fourth one, now in fairness, they're not being stingy or anything. I mean, these are hard to get. I, I had to, as I said, pull in a bunch of favors to get these three. But uh, they want us to pay for the fourth one, and they want 750 gold. And Uh that's pretty fair for what these things can do. It's not a bad price, but... And she indicates around the temple and looks at you, Bernie, and says, not not anything I've got my money for, really. And so uh, unless, unless that's something that you all can put together... I mean, I got the three, but to be honest, with some of the things that you're talking about, I feel like unless all of you are protected, none of you are protected. Um, Do you know if they're willing to barter? Mm. Uh, 750 is what I was able to get them down to, and that's with Not, not haggle, I mean barter, like take trade. Something of equal like value? Like if I give them a different magic item of equal or greater value. Well, I don't know. I got the sense that... They were pretty much looking for the money because they were just going to use it to go buy another one. Like, Gotcha. This is yeah. place, this one. Yeah, that's why they're basically asking for the purchase price to then be able to go. And they're basically asking for the purchase price to be able to go and commission another one being made. What's, what's, what's that, Julia? What you got there? <laughs> <laughs> My what's husband just brought me a little bowl of popcorn. Oh, <laughs> he and his friends are watching Aww. a movie, did, like, not together, but apart together. Good yeah. guy. Julia, do you want to look behind the curtain? What? Did you message? <laughs> <laughs> I texted Steven. <laughs> oh, wow. nice. Well done. Aww, a plus. Good effort. guys. Aww. That is fantastic. Tell Steven think... he has advantage on his next role. Nice. Whatever it is, wherever it is. <laughs> wherever it is. Next time he plays like D&D, he gets advantage. I inspiration to, to our barbarian. As, as far as the price goes, Travancore... Doesn't really spend a lot of money. Like, uh, he can cover it pretty easily on his own. So he'll be like, yeah. Do you so have 750 gold? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I had, like, remember when we sold the shells or whatever? Like, oh, yeah. we're building, like, a stockpile. Like, he doesn't really spend on much. Like, most of what he has in terms of arrows, he finds. So I have 1,000. So 750 gold for, I mean, it's, it's fair. Yeah, I bought a bunch of those healing cupcakes. That's why I'm Yeah, down Jonathan low. the Magic Muscular is like, as soon as she says the price, he's like, yeah. Oh, um. he has no clue how much money she has yeah because julia's whiteboard got erased a long time right. ago well, we'll take the free ones travancore you can buy the, the the pretty one yeah oh yeah it's pretty i'm good with that okay yeah i'll i'll be like yeah that's fine that's great she hands over the three and she says oh, and, and she uh goes to take the gold from you and says i'll go and make the transaction and get that taken care of and it sounded like you were gonna go to the fist and cheer tonight you were gonna go do i mean for all i know you might be able to make that back if you win your fight tonight that would be great also i got us some popcorn if you want to join us and watch the fight 
Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I just, I want to go take care of this before, before, you know, too late. Cause I know you wanted to leave pretty quick. So I'll meet you over there. You'll, you'll be able to, to get yourself all set up. I'm sure you won't be the first people into the fight because they, they try to keep the, the duos until later in the evening. You still want to do like two, two V two, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Good, 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 good. Then I'll, I'll go take care of this. And she hands over for the moment, three amulets of proof against detection and location. Uh, which I will put the link into the chat. Lauren, is it an hour to de-attune and an hour to attune, or can that hour be used for both? Uh, I'll say that. I I don't remember raw, so I'm going to say that hour can be used for both. Okay, cool. That, yeah, because these, these do require attunement. So uh, in order to have this on and working, you do need to attune to it. Yeah, which means I got to de-attune to one of my things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it will 100% prevent you from being scried upon. Uh, so, as curiously... Actually, I'm going to wait to attune to it until we have Travancore's. Okay, that's I'm up not. to you. Uh, Jonathan isn't either. My only thought, like, I mean, if it, the group thinks... My thing is, well, actually, no, if we were being scried upon, we would they would know now that we have these amulets. My thought was if, like, all of a sudden they could see one of us, but not all of us. Then they're gonna like be like, "Oh, these fuckers," and come swooping in. It depends. Depends on a lot of things. I'm gonna say Jonathan knows enough about scrying to know that you pick a specific person and or location, and so what these amulets will allow is anyone who is attuned to and wearing one of the amulets cannot be scried upon. It will automatically fail. But if one of, and that's why Cleo was mentioning how it didn't quite make sense to only have three and not all four of you because if someone was smart enough to be able to scry- to try to scry on all four of you, the one person not wearing an amulet could be scryed upon. So, because it's not a bubble, it's a person. So, so yeah, you have your amulets. Are you heading, are you doing anything before you head over to the fist and cheer? Are you still, it sounded like we you were still time, doing right? the fist and cheer. Oh, we are totally still doing the fist and cheer. Oh yeah, we're cheer. doing the fist and cheer. Okay. Do we have time? Do we have the hour to attune? Is that what we decided? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. If I have time before the fight is supposed to be there. I'll say you were told to arrive just after sundown in order to get on the books. That they hadn't okay. taken your money yet in order to join the fight because people basically say, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then they come, They just don't come the next day and it turned into a big thing of people wanting their money back. So um, you would need to show up at a reasonable hour, and she about, had said, about that, now-ish, "Well, we could sh- we could attune tomorrow morning then." Yeah, we could we could attune after the fights. Yeah, yeah, you could All spend right. the hour in attune and do some other stuff if you wanted to, but then you're going to risk not being on the books early enough in the books to be able to get a to get a fight. Okay. Yeah, let's go get our fu- let's go get a get on the books and do our fight. Yeah, are you guys cool if I uh, use the time we're getting churros as, as short rest to sort of roll some hit die? Yeah, no, absolutely. Bernie, you can. We should have had a long rest since your last. No, he. That was this uh, morning. Remember, he got, he got hit with the geese this morning. Oh, you got geese. That's right. Yeah, you know, if geased. you're gonna talk about destroying an amulet and the amulet, that you're that's what your geese Un- is all untitled about. Untitled geese game. But yes, during this time, you definitely would have had enough for a short rest. So I'll let you proactive. Right, I get twenty-one right. back, so most of it's there. 
Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.